Hey folks, welcome back to Dance Fever. This is episode 24 and the premier Southern West Virginia-based dance competition show fan podcast. I'm Eddie Lee. I'm Terry Ann. Did you say episode 24? Did I? Yes. Episode 245. I was close. <laughs> you want to start over or you just want to roll on? No, we'll just keep going, okay. man. I don't edit. 245? 245. You said 24, I could swear. Well, that's that's the first two numbers, but there's a third digit there. So, <laughs> Either way, whatever episode you want this to be, it shall be. It's but your episode. We will be talking about So You Think You Can Dance Season 14, Episode 9, which involves, among other things, the first elimination from the season, and World of Dance Season 1, Episode 6, which is the last of the dual episodes. Yay. I'm going to start with World of Dance, and we have seven duels, although they only showed us one, two, three, maybe four of them. The rest of them were very, very, very edited. Very. I mean, I don't even know what they did. Well, the previous two episodes, they only had time for four. Yeah, I know. So that would mean three that they Why didn't they just have short. another show of duels and show everybody in their entirety? Or why didn't they slip one more episode in? One more duel in, right? Yeah. Four um, and four is eight yeah. and seven is 15, so they had 15. That's five an episode mm-hmm. with a little clipping. Yeah. Of you know, this, the, there were there were three of them that were that clipping clipped. would be easy. Anything with the teeny bopper millennial do nothing chick talking to the people in the back. Uh-huh. Oh, that can be acts like a mofo and not hurt the show at all. Because it is pointless. It is absolutely pointless. Okay. Did you notice also that in this third duels episode, they had each of the judges do some s- sort of soliloquy about their judging. They didn't do that the previous day. Cut that! And, and we could have seen everybody dance. Oh, yeah. It just... It would have been good. Uh, production of the show, whoever the producer is, they're starting to show that perhaps they don't know what in the hell they're doing. Um, because the Cause for some reason show's they starting think to go a little bonkers. For some reason they think that we're watching to see the judges and stuff talk. No, we're watching to see the people dance. The dancers. That's I don't care who watch. the judge is. Let them judge. It doesn't yep. matter to me. Now, I know that... You know, they got Derek because he has a following. They got Jennifer because he has a following. And they got the other dude because he's a contemporary black singer. I don't know why they have him. I don't either. I have no idea. But Jen was a producer, isn't she? It, is she? I don't know I what thought, she is. I thought she, she was. Is. I thought it was Oh, her yeah, show. Jennifer. Yeah, 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 She's, yeah. It's her show. Yeah. It doesn't mean she has to, though. No. I mean, it, that could keep her busy enough that she wouldn't be able to. But apparently it must be pretty easy. Because Nigel does it too. Mm-hmm. So. So we start out this duels episode with Kenja and Stroll Groove. Stroll Groove. No, they're not all female, are they? No. That was Rouge. Yes. From later on. So what did what did they dance to? The Kenjas danced to Troy Boy's Change or the Kenja Bang. And Stroll Groove danced to Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. I have a story. When I was in college, one of my earlier years, not my later years, I had five, so they kind of blend together. We would come into town every Friday night and go to Pizza Hut. 
and there would be enough of us that we would have to get a bigger table. So while they were being seated or waiting or whatever, I would walk straight to the jukebox, I'd drop in my money, and I would queue up my prerogative by Bobby Brown. Every time. One time. While I was there, I listened to it, you know, wherever in the sequence it came up. Every time. And that's my my prerogative story. The waitresses were happy to see you walk in, weren't they? Riveting, I know. Yeah, I have no idea if anybody else ever played it or not. Okay. I did. Once a week. And with that, Stroll Groove lost with their My Because it was my prerogative. That's that's why I did it. And they lost with their My Prerogative dance at an 81.3, whereas Kenja got a 91.3. I mean, that's a big old difference. Yeah, that's that's a smackdown. That's a, that's a, a duel that you lost. Next up were Luca and Gentlin versus DNA. Luca and Gentlin danced to the Chain Smokers' Don't Let Me Down. DNA danced to One Republic's Love Runs Out. And DNA might have won if they hadn't had those two stumbles. Both of these were a male-female. Yes. Do do. Luca and Gentlin are the. They called them cabaret. I call cabaret. them Apache. More contemporary. Apache dancers, which if you watch Apache skating, it is a lot of tricks like that. Usually, the male of the duo is muscular and big, and the girl is small because they throw them all over the place. There's lots of tricks in there. Why, why have I never heard of this Apache thing? I don't know. Do you think our Native American listeners are going to appreciate that their tribe has been used to describe physicality I, I, between I, a man and, once and a again, woman? I don't know. They can email us. Perhaps we should Google be more us. sensitive. I mean, we'll give them all kinds of ways to and where they can get hold of us call it like and complain. I'm of, just calling it what they call it on TV. One of the seven tribes. One maybe, of the seven tribes. Maybe that's skating. what we should call it. Okay. Yeah. And then DNA did a Pasa Doble. They're a more ballroomy. But they had a couple of... In fact, he actually almost fell down one time. So, Luca and Gentlin got an 88.7, and DNA got an 80.3. And they also chastised Luca and Gentlin and said, you need to, to get a little different. There needs to be more dance in it. And Eddie Lee felt confirmed, because right after they finished dancing, he's like, that was gymnastics. That wasn't dancing. Yeah, they were just... She was using him like a mat. Mm-hmm. She was rolling and jumping and thumping and flipping and all over him. And it's like there may have been uh, 20 steps of dance in the whole thing. The rest was a tumbling run that went for you know 45 seconds or however long they did. It, 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 just, it wasn't a dance. It was not. And they agreed with you. Jennifer, I believe, was the mm-hmm. one that said that. Next out were I'm a Beast versus Mini Request. Request. I'm a Beast danced to AD's Juice and Mini Request has a big old blank. There you go. So I'm not sure what that means. Me neither because this is one of the ones that they kind of didn't really show us much of anything. Maybe they didn't have music. So I thought everybody been... had music, but it could be that it was obscure enough to where... No, them. because the next three, one has a song and the other does not. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So, the winners, by a very narrow margin, wow. yes. I'm a Beast. I mean, very narrow margin. Three-tenths. Three-tenths. And then we have 
Kings Unite Unite versus the Upper Room? No. Versus Passion. P A S I O Umlaut N. Oh, okay. Passion. Boy, my handwriting's awful. Yes, Upper Room. Yeah, that, I, I, I got that. Okay. Who danced to uh, the piano guy's codename Vivaldi. And Kings Unite danced to, we don't know. Blank. Blank. And the winner, which we really couldn't tell who we liked better, because once again, they didn't really didn't show, show any of it, was an 87.3 for the Pachon and an 83.7. Yes, for the Kings Unite. A little dyslexic uh, flippage Yes, that's there. why I was wondering if I wrote yeah, down the right that's, thing. Yeah, that's what I have here, too, on Wikipedia, which, of course, as we know, is the foundation for all things. Yes. So next is Rhythmatic versus... Chapkiss Chep- Chep- Dance Family. Chapkiss Dance Family. One, it's again, they didn't really show. The Chapkiss Dance Family danced to Nelly's Get Like Me. Rhythmatic... Blank. And the blank people lost. Yes, the Chapkiss Dance Family won 88.7 to 86.3. Another mm-hmm. close one. Yep. And then we had D'Angelo and Amanda versus the Mikisichits. How do you say that? Mahakovich. Mahakovich sisters. You were close. I was, I was kind of there. <laughs> the Mahakovich sisters danced to Sia's Unstoppable. D'Angelo and Amanda to Club de Beluga's Hip Hip Chin Chin. And they showed... Yeah, we like that dance. We like that song. That song, yeah. They showed a lot of this one to us. And I agree that the sisters did a better job, but the sisters' routine looked just like their first routine. Mm-hmm. So they were told chastised. They won this duel. But they were chastised that they need to come out with something different. It needs to be different. Well, the poor group of D'Angelo and Amanda didn't even score enough points to have gotten them to this round. Yeah, if I know. They had done that, that was a couple. They were a young couple. Yeah. And they did a Latin dance, and it wasn't Polished enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. And then we had our trio duel of Jabberwockies, Rouge, and Ian and the Eastwood Boys. This says Ian Eastwood and the Young Lions. Okay. You're right. I, I believe that's what they said. You're right. Young Lions. So what did they dance to? Rouge, an all-female group, danced to Nicki Minaj's Trini Dem Girls, Jabberwockies to A Tribe Called Quest's Scenario, and Ian and the Young Lions to Nelly's Hot and Here. Now, Jabberwockies, I'd seen their routine before. It's the one with the screens where they move the big white screens around and they're behind them doing going into different... Um, sets and and stuff. It's like they're in a temple. Yeah. Um, Rouge, who I didn't really remember too much from the first one, mm, but this one was good. Song. And you said that it reminded you of Step. No. Was it the Step? No, group? it's the long hair. Oh, um, yeah. Mark. Um, from so you think you can dance? Yeah, he, he uh, spouted it right out while we were watching. But they had their hair in long, they had fake hair extensions, some of them, in long braids, and they used that a lot, which, you know, I really hope that J-Lo really does. Kanemura. Yes. Really does take them on tour. I think that would be cool. And then Ian Eastwood and the Young Lions, they once again looked like a MTV video. Yeah. 
ish to me. They, I, I, or as you like to say, I said some rather salty things about him while the show was on, but I, I won't repeat it for fear of offending anybody that listens. Oh come on, maybe they'll email us. We never get any email. I was struck by how they look like a group of millennial white boys trying to be be cool. You know, be be hip, be street dancers. And apparently they were cool enough because they won. Which I disagree with. There is no way that the Jabberwockies did not have the best dance of those three. There's no way. I, I just, I don't know what it is that it was a point difference. Uh, well, they would have needed 1.1 points to win it. Um, and I don't know what it is that those judges are looking for that they didn't see. I don't either. Unless, like, they kept telling Jabberwockies, you know, your your reputation is such that we expect great things from you. Apparently is there, that wasn't great enough. Is there remotely a group that could have put on the kind of show that they did? I With the they, screens and the dancing and the the mythology that they evoked? No, uh, that was... I didn't agree either, but I'm just saying. That was problematic. They were expecting more from that them. That was problematic. So that was... The, the first real upset, I think, of any of the things that we have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, I just, I don't agree with that at all. So that's the end, excuse me, of that episode of World of Dance. And we're going to move on to Say so You Think You Can Dance, where we have our first removal of a dancer. We opened up Elimination. Elimination. Is that the word it's you're looking removal. for? Oh, Okay. Our first dance opened. We opened up with a disco, which I absolutely adored because I'm old. It was way cool. So I remember disco very well. Everybody was dancing. Yes. All of the all of the all stars, all of the contestants. Mandy Moore and Val Chemkovsky. Val Chemkovsky choreographed this disco. I would like to have seen who had the most input on this. Yeah, who, what, what he yeah. did. Yeah. Nigel, Mary, and Vanessa are there for our judging. Kat is there for our emceeing, and we love her to death. The group dance was danced to the Bee Gees, You Should Be Dancing, mm-hmm. because it was a 70s disco motif. And they were dressed 70s with the full Oh, afros, wow. All kinds of variations hair. of 70s. I mean, it was very 70s. Leisure suits, big collars, open shirts, bell bottoms. It, it was Hippie all hair. represented. It was all represented. Yep. Major poofy afro. Yeah, fiction. By fiction. Looked, looked cute. It was twice as big as his head. Yes. He looked cute. Yeah. Um, we have a duet. And I apologize if afro is not the politically correct term. No slight intended. I'm telling you, I'm waiting for somebody. what I grew up calling it, so. We'll we'll just throw out all these incorrect non-PC words and maybe somebody will contact us. Next, I'll be throwing out soul glow and jerry curl slights or something like that. We have duets and a solo. And Mark and Comfort came out and did a jazz by Ray Leeper. And they danced to various productions. Hater, and we really liked this. Comfort, Comfort has come a Comfort is long tough. way. Yeah, a long way. And Mark is perfect for he, a perfect match for her. He did a very good job of keeping up with her on this jazz routine, and it was very different. We felt for Ray Leeper, but from what know. we've seen in the past of him, now that 
may not even be a representative sample of what he does. But what we know of him, yeah, this I would not have watched this and even remotely guessed that it was Ray Leeper no. that did it. No, but it was very good. They did a very good job. And then we had Koine Solo, which was good. I mean, it was a solo. It lasted, what, 60 seconds, if that long. So there she, you go. She danced to Oliver Tank's home. Uh, she did a... A contemporary movement. Mm-hmm. And then Logan came out and did his solo. To Kubra Kademi's, or I'm sorry, AGF featuring Kubra Kademi's The Radical Self, uh, also another contemporary piece. And you thought, I wrote down Curious Movement. You had made that comment. It, Yeah, it just it looked he, odd. He can manipulate his body in as is shown further in the dance that he does later with Allison in many ways. Lex and Gabby came out then and did an Argentine tango. To Ryota Komatsu's Red and Black. Miriam and Leonardo did the choreography. And now that you say the name of the song, I get why she was in Red and Black. Yes. Because that's what her outfit, and it looked tough too. Yeah. And so did Lex. We liked his shiny suit also. Gabby, yeah, she's a tap dancer. And, of course, she won her season. But I would not have thought she could do an Argentine tango to the level that she did. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. But the whole dance was more her than it was him, which well, yeah. happens with a lot of the ballroom dances, the Latin dances, that it turns out that way. So I got to see a lot of Gabby, but not really a whole lot of Lex. But they did a nice job. Taylor came out and did her solo. To Brandy Carlisle's Tragedy, another contemporary dance. And I wrote down that your comment was she had too many baubles. Well, it just looked like there were a couple places where she lost her balance, not to the extent that she fell, but th- just that she wasn't over top her center of gravity. Because like, she was trying to do too many depletes. Like she would need to be. I, I um, get tired of those. I, I understand well, you can stick your legs every, straight up in the air. Yeah, everybody doesn't. Most of them can now. And you're right. That is one of the uh, one of the places is she did that. And I think going into it before she reached full extension, she yeah. So. And then Kiki and Jenna. I thought came, that was the part right here on the woman above the boobs. But, oh, isn't that what you said? No, I said a depleté. Oh, okay. It's different. Okay, if you guys heard the difference, congratulations. Kiki and Jenna came out and did a hip-hop dance, which if you remember back in the the audition when they were at the camp, at the academy, he didn't even get through hip-hop. He kind of stood there and played with his hat. He should have gone home after hip-hop. It was that bad. it was that bad. He just kind of stood there and played with his hat, like I said. They danced to um, Amines, I guess, maybe? Carolyn? And Luther Brown did the choreography, and they did a pretty good job. They looked, we, one of the judges said it, it kind of looked like Joker and Harley Quinn. Yes. But without actually being Joker and Harley right, Quinn. Right, without playing real hard on them, but it and looked like that's what And somebody said that taken. perhaps he was Joker that in the, um. Uh, sorry. Keanu Reeves, long black coat. Matrix. Matrix. He looked like a Matrix Joker. Because he had on a long uh, yeah, no, I don't, jacket. I don't see that. I'm just but, saying okay. that's what they said. I understand the reference because uh-huh. it's a long jacket. But then that means that if you saw a Western and the cowboys were wearing dusters, that would be Matrix-like. No, a it Matrix wouldn't. Western. Just because they have dusters? No. But it was a good job. It kind of lost it at the end with the money gun and the mink coat. But, you know. Yeah, they... The, the, it kind of 
they're, dropped off. Their finishing moves were very unenergetic and undanced, and they lasted way too long compared to the total amount of time that they have to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's not them. That's Luther or the fact that he wanted them to do something and they were not able to accomplish it. And so they just cut it and didn't put anything new in. I I don't know what it could be. Who knows? Kaylee came out and did her solo. She danced to Dragon by Linda, Linda, LVNDVN, however you say that. I don't know. And she did a contemporary hip hop piece. And she's of the blue hair. That's Kaylee. Kaylee. Yes. Yeah. Thicker. I think she might be the thickest girl mm-hmm. that stayed with with the blue hair. Yeah. Paula and Sydney came out and did a contemporary piece by Mel- Jackie Royale. To Melissa Etheridge's "The Letting Go." And it was good. You weren't as moved. You didn't uh, really get I, the emotion. I should have been. I mean, I understand what it was about, but it it just yeah, it didn't it, wasn't it didn't get you. there. I was a little moved. I thought it was okay. Robert came out and did his solo. Dancing to Chris Brown's Look at Me featuring Busta Rhymes and Lil Wayne, and it was a hip-hop piece. And he moved very fast. Yeah, hip-hop. Uh, yeah, I guess that was hip-hop. I'm that was, really not sure what that was. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Dazzy did her solo. To edits Badlin Gogo Yabari in downtown L.A., and she did a poppin' piece. Mm-hmm. And she did a good job. And that's not an adjective. That's the style of dance. Yes. Pop and lock. Then Logan and Allison, yay, her shoulder feels a little better, came out and did a jazz piece by Brian Friedman. Dance to Jaded in the Morning. And this this has it listed as jazz fusion. I don't know. It was, what. It was there was some um, hip hop almost in okay. it here and there. But Logan could really contort. He This is the dance where he went down and did a turn and then raised his legs like straight a, up in the air and still Out turned. of the turn. And, yeah. And it, it was, was just, you know, it was just, and it was Allison, which we love. So they did a very good job. And then remember Blessing from the audition shows, the, t- the girl who did Stomp. Step. Step. Sorry, not Stomp, Step. And... They said that they wouldn't, you know, move her on to the Academy, but that they really wanted her to come back with her group and dance on the show. Her group is the Lethal Ladies of the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women. And they actually have a documentary out called Step. Yes, it came out the end of last year Mm -hmm. um, and made all the small theater rounds and all the award show rounds and everything like that and it probably is out there somewhere now um so that the regular viewers can catch it if you know where to look for stuff like that mm-hmm. and they the all-stars came out and danced, danced with, them, with them and they did a step routine that was i enjoyed good. this better than the opening piece not that i didn't like the opening piece but i i like this better i like them both i'm not gonna say better Next was Lex doing his solo. Dancing to Chaka's Roland featuring Frisco. And it said it was a contemporary hip-hop. Yeah, it was kind of quirky to me. Yeah. So. Then Kaylee and Cyrus came out and they got to do a hip-hop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because Cyrus is probably our least 
adaptive all-star. He's not that... Least well-rounded. He's not that... No. Great at other dance styles, like all the others have kind of picked them up. But, you know, he tries. He gives it a real good go. But they got a hip-hop by Farside and Phoenix. Dancing to I'm Better by Missy Elliott featuring Lamb. And it was really good. They did a really good job, I thought. Taylor and Robert did a Broadway piece by Al Blackstone. Dancing to The Man That Got Away by Judy Garland. And I really liked it. It was like it was like old movies. It was like thirties. It was Well, like Big Mouth Judge said, it was very transportative. Yes. It really was reflective of what you would see and um um, didn't Nigel say the same thing? Mm-hmm. That it reminded him, took him back. Yeah, because he did a, a Broadway show featuring that style of dance. And uh, he was impressed that the duo got the little things right, not the broad strokes, because, of course, you would hope they get the – but they got the fine points. Um, and I, I would have to agree. It, it really looked like something, you know, if you could squint your eyes and make it black and white and – you know, it, it was it was very Fred and Ginger much like what I would see if we called up and watched a a '40s big band dance movie. Mm-hmm. It was good. Then Sydney came out and did her solo to "Swish Swish" by Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj. She did one half of a cha cha cha. Yes, it was very sexy. Cha-cha-cha. The female half, mm-hmm. um, by the way. Coigne and Marco came out and did an African Jazz by Sean Cheeseman. To Sheila Chandra's Speaking in Tongues 2. And it was the strange and odd dance of the night. On top of Sheila Chandra's music. Which... Loosely. Which was basically vocals. Yes. With no... It was, instruments underneath it was vocals and it was chittering is what i call it if you've heard if you watched a cat looking at birds out the window and how you get that little click 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 sound that kind of chittering sound that the song was a lot of that it was a lot of staccato beats and i thought that Coigne and marco did an excellent job yeah. of keeping on a certain timing with each other and looking like really good and the few parts of this music of the song of the stylization that you could actually emphasize with a movement they did Mm -hmm. and they were all rolling all over each other because they were supposed to be insects that's cheeseman's thing which this also was one where i don't know that i would have guessed that this was sean cheeseman i mean if they said an african jazz I, i could get to him but just by watching the dance without being told expressly what it was, I wouldn't have gotten Sean Cheeseman out of this because it was very, yeah, it was very odd. And the music was odd enough that I looked up the performer to read some about her. Mm-hmm. It was it was really I liked it. Different it was it was I think thing altogether because it was so unique. I think it was kind of my favorite thing. Of yeah, the I, I I think it's my favorite dance of the night. Mark did his solo. To Sade's, Is It a Crime? And Wikipedia says he did a break dance. Okay, I could see it be called that. Mm. I was listening to Sade. Mm. I really didn't care what he did. Yeah, really. 
Robert and Jasmine came out and did a contemporary piece by Stacey Tukey. Sade and Billy Joel and maybe a couple others, the song is better than just about anything that can be danced to it. So it's kind of... Who, Robert and Jasmine? Yes. They danced to Perfume Genius's Other Side, and they did a contemporary. And it was okay. And I will say, I do not think that Jasmine is all knees and elbows anymore. Either her movement is different or she has grown into her body, one or the other. And then we ended the evening. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Kiki did his solo. To the Alessandro Olivato Orchestra's The Drummer, and he did the male half of a samba. And then the last dance of the evening was Dazzy and Fiction doing a Bollywood by Nakum Mahaj- Mahajan. Mahajan? Mahajan. Mahajan. Mahajan, yeah. Uh, to Radha Nachegi from the Tevar soundtrack, which I believe that's a movie. And it was good. Fiction did put a little too much swagger into the Bollywood, but Dazzy was phenomenal, I thought. Well, I thought she did a lot of, she struck quite a few contemporary shapes in the Bollywood as well mm-hmm. so I mean it but I thought it was good that they started out with just her kind of in shadow oh yeah 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 with the dance and she did excellent I I really liked that dance and perhaps this shows my ignorance to this form of dance this did not look anything like anything we saw from the BBC Young Dancers Southeast Asian Finals it's because Bollywood is a bastardization of that dance. Okay. I, I, in my mind, I associate the two as being the, the same thing. No. So. No. So our bottom three for the, of the voting of the American public is Logan, Sydney, and Robert. Remember, Logan is Allison's partner. Sydney is Paul's partner. And Robert is Jasmine's partner. And unfortunately, we won't see any more of Jasmine other than if they have her group group stuff. stuff, Because Robert is the first one voted off. Which, he is in the bottom tier of of the dancers, I do believe. I don't don't think that was like a big upset or anything like that. It would have been an upset for me, I think, if Logan had gone. Because there's things that Logan has shown us. That I think are better than what Robert's shown us. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised to see like Kiki go. Yeah. You know. Or even Kaylee. Perhaps. Of yeah. the blue hair. Yeah. Or Sydney. But Robert, Robert is is okay. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, he he is a likable w- enough fellow. Was in my mind one of the dancers that should be the first to go. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always like four or five that we pick out at the beginning that are yeah. like, okay, if those go first, we're okay. Almost half and half or two-thirds and one-third you can watch and you're like, okay. I'm just always not. waiting, though, for one of those people to like really show me something. I'm going, oh, well, and keep them now. Part of it, too, is the, the draw of the dances, mm-hmm. you know. They just were not lucky enough, perhaps, to get anything close to their style. And they ended up struggling the first two, three weeks. And, you know, well, I, don't I, I know. understand. The first that, dance, the first full dance we saw them do, though, was in his style ish. Oh, yeah. Because he's a street and it was yeah. hip hop. 
And that's the that's the dance that the American public voted. And his solo was okay. Yeah, because we didn't get to vote before he went home this time. Only the judges got to to really judge this dance. Right. They the the public voted for the bottom three, but the judges the, chose. Right. And the public voted on for the bottom three based on the first dance they did, which was a hip hop. Oh yeah, you're right. We didn't. And then. We got to watch him dance again, and actually right. the judges are the ones that judged the second dance. Right, right. Because that's who, when they get somebody in the bottom three, and Nigel even said, he's like, you know, it's really sad because, Robert, you did better than Sydney the first night. Because they, t- they told Logan he was safe at the very beginning. They're right. like, you shouldn't even be you're, here. Go on. You're good, dog. So, Robert, you did better than Sydney the first night, but Sydney did better than you this night. Right. So it's so. very difficult, and it wasn't unanimous. But he already he said that you know it wasn't unanimous between us as to who got to go, but it was Robert that got to go. It's always hard at the beginning because you really haven't had a chance to show him anything, right? And, any growth? Any, and I you know. mean, it's to me, it's difficult, particularly with the way they have it here, because these are the ten best, mm-hmm. and so in in a in a sense, there's not as much accomplishment because of the way the show is set up. You go through all these trials and then get on the show, and they're like, bye. You know, that's like the people rather, that go to Vegas and get cut after their solos, which is the very first thing they do. I would rather not show as many audition shows. And have more and have, actual competition shows. And have more shows. actual competition shows and yeah. let them stay on for at least two full dances before the American public votes even gets out there and, and send somebody off on the third show. I am, as a watcher, not interested in the goofiness that goes on. And I'm really not interested in the emotional part of it that goes on because I don't need that. That's not what I watch the show for. You know, I'll watch a, a, a rom-com or I'll watch a chick flick or if, if I want to be moved. Well, see, they want you to... So, they, I understand why know, they do it because they want to get they want you to get invested in the dancers. But those people are not always... are, are typically not the ones that go on mm-hmm. because not only do they have a sad story, but they have a sad performance. You know, and you, you're, it's the underdog. It's like, you know, you won by just being here, and which I absolutely agree with, but I don't want to see that. That's not right. what I watch the show for. Right. I, I think those people need that kind of encouragement, and I'm sure when it is appropriate that all the other dancers and the judges give them all of those attaboys mm-hmm. that they, they can use. And, and I, like I said, I'm sure it's deserved given – the situation or their physical condition or whatever it is like the the real short pop and lock dude that had some kind of syndrome mm-hmm. two years they showed his tryouts and brought him on the show mm-hmm. so you know that's that's fine and the actual broadcast give me what the show is about and that is the dancing not the story right although i will say for the once they actually get to the dance competition part of the show get past the academy and the auditions so you think you can dance shows us more dance than bbc's young dancers oh yeah or world of dance for that matter yeah they're showing us a lot more dance than those other two shows and and i appreciate that yeah yeah. because that's what i watch it for i watch it to watch people dance not to see all this other crap which the other crap is fine 
there's a place for it, just not in this house. Darn, I was it's, trying to use that as another reason for people to contact us some, and complain. someone else's house. All of that sucks. The broadcast people don't know what in the hell they're doing. <laughs> All right. If you want to, uh, next week, we'll be talking about episode 10 of So You Think, which will be the top nine, season 14, and episode four of the second season of BBC Young Dancers, which is the contemporary finals. Yes. So that is what is on tap. Could change. Maybe not, but that's what we have planned. You'll have to listen in to see if that's what comes about. You can send feedback. Um, Let's see. You can leave it on the Facebook and Google Plus pages. Yes, we're still on Google Plus. Just for you. Dance Fever is two words on each of those platforms. On Twitter, Dance Fever is one. You can tweet about the show. Uh, If you tweet about something else, you probably won't get a reply. So just a heads up. DeliberateNoise.com slash Dance Fever is the website. You can leave comments uh, when I post the episodes. And dancefever at gmail.com is the email address if you want to email us your feedback. But no matter which social media you choose, be sure and spell fever, F-E-V-R-E. Cool. So we're counting down to the conclusion of our summer So You Think World of Dancing BBC Young Dancer Hopefully we'll be done before the new shows start back up again in March. We should be at the rate that they're dropping. We we should have a week or two before it kicks back up. So we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. The Dance Fever Podcast is a Teal production and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.